Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pickens Jackson. All systems go. Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio. This is now Live in the studio. It's the Out of Bounds Show with Low Bounds. Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds Radio app. And on your radio at ESPN 105.9. All set. Let's go. The Zone. And good morning. Welcome into the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 1059 The Zone, powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and Lounge, and award winning Dancing Rabbit Golf Club. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good weekend. We are streaming live on the zone1059.com and the Out of Bounds radio app. And you can hit us up on the Michelob Ultra guest line, 601-707-3750. I think and Twitter handle at Bo Bounds and your Ag Up Equipment text line, 601-885-3776. Um, woo, well, it's SEC Media Days Week. SEC Media Days Week in Nashville. And we'll see what we get out of that over the next few days. Um, we've got the LSU Tigers and Brian Kelly hitting the stage today. And then uh, Texas A&M. Little Jimbo Fisher. Missouri will be a snooze fest. That's for sure. And then uh, Zach Arnett will go tomorrow. Lane trains the last day. They saved uh, Lane. Oh, and the Tennessee guy to keep everybody there in Nashville the uh, the last day. Josh Heupel. Okay. So Zach Arnett on Tuesday, and he is taking his quarterback. And Lane Kiffin is not because um, Spencer Sanders is going to beat out Jackson Dart in August. And you can't take Dart to uh, to Nashville if that's going to happen, right? But then you got people who think that it's going to be, um, you know, Walker Howard, who's never been in a meaningful play in college football in his life. 
So he's supposed to be awesome right when the live bullets start to uh, to go. I uh, How many times does that happen? Zero? Man, oh, man. <laughs> but... Um, I don't know. I'm kind of getting. I'm kind of getting into the Spencer Spencer Sanders thing and him healthy and and overtaking Jackson Dart uh, at some point. We'll see. Where where would you put your money, Sanders or Dart? I'm going Dart to start, Sanders to finish. I think Dart because you know I think Kiffin put a lot of chips on Dart, so I think he's going to start with Dart. If he's looking rocky, he's going to go to Sanders. Okay. Okay. Well, so that that back-to-back Bama-LSU thing, uh, whoever plays has a great chance to struggle. And I guess that could be be the time. Or maybe both of them play a ton those first two, I mean, three games when it doesn't matter who plays quarterback, Ole Miss will win and win big um, over, what, Mercer? Yeah. Mighty Mercer. Yeah. And then Tulane, who, you know, you should beat by 30 to 40. And then Georgia Tech has another new head coach. So, yeah. All right. So, we'll, we'll, uh, Bama LSU back to back. That could be, uh, that could be an issue for whoever the, uh, the starter is. Um, on Thursday, we had Dave Bartu on. And he talked about ranking the SEC coaching staffs, uh, first team and second team. And he did it through 247 Sports. We're glad that 247 got on board, something that we've been doing since 2011. And so he had an all-SEC coaches first team in which Nick Saban um, is the number one head coach still in the SEC. Um, according to Bartu's metrics, and then Kirby's number two. Although I think if you were hiring today, you would hire Kirby Smart because he's 47 years old and Nick Saban, although he's taking care of himself, is 71 years old, you know. And so that would make sense. Obviously, Kirby was the number two um, head coach. But what was interesting is Saban didn't have one assistant on the first or second team, all SEC. Wow. So what what does that uh, what does that tell you? Now Ole Miss had both their, well I say their head coach who was also their offensive coordinator. Y'all still want to think Jeff Levy was calling plays? Sorry, I, y'all cracked me up for those for those years. Y'all still want Jeff Levy? As the coach in waiting, if if Lane was going to leave, he he threw up a D grade as an OC for Oklahoma last year. Levy, 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 Levy. Oh man. Um. So Lane Train is listed as the second best offensive coordinator in the SEC according to Bartu, and Pete Golding is the second best defensive coordinator. Um, according to Bartu. Now, Golding's numbers aren't as high as you would think coming in second. They're 75.8. So, in other words, the DCs don't grade out high in the SEC. 
the Kentucky defensive coordinator was the was ranked the best. What do y'all think about that? Most of you don't watch Kentucky football, one. <laughs> um, the overwhelming majority of you didn't know that Kentucky had a defensive coordinator. Uh, you thought it was John Calipari, and that's cool too. But um, yeah, that was the surprise that Bartu told me about on Wednesday or something. And he teased that on Thursday before the first and second team um, coaches teams were were announced. So so Brad White is the defensive coordinator at Kentucky. He's got a whopping 82 points. That's his rating. 82 points. There's six or seven SEC offensive coordinators that have higher grades than the first SEC defensive coordinator. Also, Pete Golding only ranks, only comes in at 75 points, and that's coaching four and five star players at Alabama. How do you think that's going to look at Ole Miss? <laughs> right? I mean, what do you think the talent differential is between Bama's top 22 on defense and Ole Miss's top 22 or top 11? Whatever. It's a pretty big gap. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, but Pete Gold made the list and he comes in. His ranking is 75 points as the second defensive coordinator. Saban didn't have any. Mississippi State and Arnett did not have any assist. Now, Arnett's never coached a game. Barbay's new to Power Five. And Matt Brock has net. Well, he, uh, let me take that back. I need to walk that back. Arnett coached a bowl game as the head coach. And Matt Brock, who is Mississippi State's defensive coordinator, was the defensive coordinator for that game. So what do you think? And then Tennessee got on probation but didn't get a bowl ban, and Ole Miss fans are upset about it. But they didn't see what the attorney general for the state of Tennessee did last year. They passed a law that basically said the NCAA couldn't give them a postseason ban. You got to read the articles before just getting on the Twitters. It was brilliant. They passed the law through the Tennessee legislature that that would have disrupted name, image, and likeness for Tennessee football players. They were never getting a bowl ban. It was absolutely brilliant. Now, they got $8 million fine. Jeremy Pruitt, man, did they throw him under the bus so that they didn't have to buy him out? Oh, big board coming up next. Good morning. Welcome into the Out of Bounds Show. 105.9 The Zone, ESPN. The Big Board. What's on the Big Board? Oh, good morning. Hope you had a good weekend. We did. Really good weekend. And, um, yeah, it worked out well. Friday, I went to Bravo. Wendy and I hit Bravo late afternoon. That was fun. Nice little, you know, get out and about. Enjoy enjoy the city, so to speak. And, um, oh, I do want to give a shout-out. That's what I made some notes. Glad that I remembered that. Um I want to give a shout out to Bravo for they carry um, 
Patron Silver, Patron Añejo, and Patron Añejo. No, did I say that right? No, no, no. Patron Silver, Patron Reposado, and Patron Añejo, which is awesome. Um, and it was awesome for me on uh, on Friday afternoon. So, yeah, hit that. That worked out real well. And um, good weekend all the way around. Jason, what'd you do? Uh, well, I made the best play in softball history, I believe, after making the two worst plays in softball history. Okay. Yeah, so I started off, you know, I was in the outfield. We were winning the game huge. Okay. I won, wanted some action in the infield, so I moved from outfield to first. Okay. First two balls that come my way dropped. You know, gloves just not closing. So I decided, you know what, and we had two outs, just needed one more, so I threw the glove to the first base coach, my buddy. That's how I'm making this last play, barehanded. They hit it right to the pitcher, throws it to me, catch it barehanded, third out. I look like a monster. Okay. <laughs> you were playing outfield too? Yeah, I started outfield earlier in the game and then okay. wasn't getting any action. Okay. So for bottom of the ninth or whatever inning it actually was, I wanted that first base. I wanted, you know, a little excitement. Okay. Um, what, evidently, nobody can hit in your league. From what I gather, when you give us updates, is that are, are all these games low scoring? Actually, no. This is it's getting more exciting. It was nine to two on okay. Thursday, so that was. And by the way, just to let you know, I a hundred percent on base percentage. I'm on. I'll either get walked or get a hit every time. People are walking you in softball. Yeah. Well, you start one one count, and so then if if the guy gets walked, then you go to second instead of first. Okay. So as an incentive to not walk the guys. Okay. Some wacky rules, but hey, we're three and six now. We're on the come up. We mm. were we were one and six. So this is huge. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, not quite as big as Tennessee's football probation, but a pretty big story coming off the weekend. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, and not quite as big as as Dave Bart two dropping his first and second team coaching rankings. Um. And having Josh Heupel as the number one offensive coordinator. How are both the how are, how are both number one offensive or uh, no? How are both coordinators that are number one offense and defense in the East? That's kind of crazy. I know this is the last year of the East, but Josh Heupel's ranked the number one OC, not head coach OC. Saban's one still. He took a large body of work. I know most of you would go with Kirby Smart after back-to-back titles, or maybe some of you would. Um, Kirby was number two. I mean, you could just go one, one, one A type deal. But according to Bartu's rankings, Josh Heupel's the number one OC. It's not Lane Kiffin. I know Jason couldn't believe that, and Ole Miss fans. <laughs> um, and the number one defensive coordinator is not Pete Golding. It's a guy named Brad White who nobody knew who he was. I did, but we have to be nerds on this show when it comes to coordinators. Uh, Brad White's considered the number one defensive coordinator. And he, obviously, majority of this is what? Defensive scoring efficiency numbers, right? Okay. And Kentucky doesn't have elite talent and all that. So, and that's how they win, right? Don't you always feel like when you do see Kentucky win, they win 17 to 13? It's very 1994, 1985 football for the most part. Um, and I know defense still wins at the college level and in championships, excuse me, a lot. I mean, I, I know we're quarterback driven, 
But you you look at, you know, what is it, Jason? Out of the last 23 Super Bowls, uh, 11 of them were won with the uh, number one defensive scoring efficiency team. Only two of them were won with the number one offensive scoring efficiency team. What does that tell you? In the NFL, and especially in as you trend towards December, but in January, what still wins? Stopping people. Yeah. Stopping people. We all, I, I, I'm still going to love the touchdowns. I, I love watching the quarterbacks and wide receivers and all that kind of, you know, uh, kickoff. Or, well, we don't really do that in the NFL, but, but all sorts of fun stuff. But, uh, you know, I think that kind of tells us everything we need to know. Um, we've got 11 Super Bowl champions in the 2000s from the number one defensive scoring efficiency team. We've only got two from the number one offensive scoring efficiency team. So as much as we love offense, and, and has Kirby won the last two years? Basically just holding everybody under a touchdown. Now that's still, I, I know in State and Ole Miss, you, you got you to have a wrinkle. You got to do different things because of the league you play in. You got to spread it out. You have to be good at QB. That's why Lane and Leach worked. Um, and and we'll see what the Barbe Will Rogers thing looks like, and we'll see what the I mean. There could be a lot of drama in Oxford, um, and that's what we call it on the show, and y'all know it. But there could be a ton of drama with with Jackson Dart and Spencer Sanders uh, and Lane. Throw in Lane because Lane kind of went bad Lane the last part of the year. You know, he was frustrated. Ole Miss was losing the Auburn stuff. You know, all that. He had been good lane. Of course, he inherited Matt Corral and Elijah Moore and Sam Williams and Jerrion Ely and, you know, a lot. And, like, three really good offensive linemen. I mean, Matt Luke couldn't coach, but, man, he could recruit. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and, and nobody loves recruiting like Ole Miss fans. So, it was <laughs> it was perfect. Right? I mean, I, I... I Look, if Elijah Moore doesn't pee in the end zone, he doesn't lose his he doesn't lose his job. True. You know, one, because he was he was an old miss man, and two, he was recruiting. He was gonna stay. Crazy. All right. Uh Tennessee, real quick. Um their attorney general of the state of Tennessee and their legislature pulled one the last year. And it was absolutely brilliant. So they've been under investigation. Some of y'all know that. From the Jeremy Pruitt days, right? And seven assistant coaches and staff members, along with Pruitt, have received multi-year show calls penalties. Okay? And Pruitt, who was the former UT coach, received a six-year show calls penalty. That tells me he's got to go to the NFL. I mean, that's uh, that or high school football. And I know high school football in some states is pay. I mean, we're paying more here today, which is good. We need to continue to do that. But um, I, spe- I mean, based on it doesn't need to be across the board like it is MHSAA. Um, you know, MAIS can pay what they want. It, it needs to obviously be based on results and, and wins. But. That tells me Jeremy Pruitt's either going to coach at a really big high school 
or try to go to the NFL. That and and I mean, he screwed up, but man, they threw him under the bus. It included 18 highest level violations and 200 individual infractions. Is that a lot? Jeez, 200. That even Trump freeze. Yeah. Um. Well, from what they could find. Um. <laughs> let's see. Penalty of 28 scholarship cuts. Recruiting restrictions, vacated games, a hefty fine, including $8 million, 50% of gross revenue paid to the SEC for UT's participation in the 2020 Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. Again, the Attorney General and the legislature won the day and basically said, you can't give us a bowl ban because of name, image, likeness, and we'll sue you. And we passed a law last year to make sure that you can't give us a bowl ban. It was absolutely brilliant. SEC Insider Hit coming up next. Steve Robertson at 8.30. Dave Bartu on his first and second team coaches rankings in the SEC at 9.30 on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Saban 1, Kirby 2, number 1 OC, Josh Heupel. Number 1 DC, somebody you've never heard of, Brad White, University of Kentucky. The offensive coordinators, whoo, graded out. A lot better than the defensive coordinators. I mean, wow. There is not uh, the defensive coordinator talent in the league um, that it once was. Now, if you count Kirby as a defensive coordinator, it's a different deal. But he's got to go, you know, with what he's what he has in front of him. Technically, Will Muschamp is the D.C. at Georgia. Um, Bartu will tell you the last 15 years, Kirby Smart's the best defensive coordinator in the country. And that's even adjusted for always having the best talent, either at Bama or Georgia. That's pretty impressive. I mean, I, I know people eye roll and go, oh, he's at Bama. That's easy. Well, not, not to win that many national championships. <laughs> I mean, there are other people... Uh, you know, I know Georgia wasn't one of them. While Saban and Smart were together at Alabama, Georgia wasn't capable of winning a national championship. Now they're firmly in the mix and back-to-back champs. But uh, Kirby Smart has the best numbers, defensive scoring efficiency numbers the last 15 years. But right now he's classified as a head coach, not a defensive coordinator. So Brad White, Defensive coordinator at Kentucky is the number one defensive coordinator, according to um, Bartu and his crew. Uh, guess who else made the list? Former Ole Miss assistant who we've had on the show, Jacob Peeler. Yeah, he's a heck of a coach. Yeah, uh, Moorhead almost hired him. Totally screwed up when he didn't. Um. I mean, Moorhead's staff was super weak. Um, it just, you know, other than Shoop, it was a bad, bad deal. Um, you know, you could argue Matt Luke, other than keeping McGriff, 
had a, had a you know had a better staff, but um, you know, and I know Longo would eventually go to North Carolina, you know, so that he had to go what Longo to Richrod, is that right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, and um, I mean, I, I saw what he was trying to do. Those last two hires were good. It's just somebody urinated in the end zone. I mean, Richrod can coach on on the offensive side, and Mike McIntyre can coach on the defensive side of the football. Those were Matt Luke's last coordinators. It's just, uh, you know, the height, the leg incident in the end zone and losing, you know, gotcha. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Go to favorites.com, get those competitive rates, save. Also, excellent customer service is powered by your Farm Bureau Insurance agent. The uh, Our guests will join us on the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. want to say good morning, welcome in to you. And Tennessee, I don't know if Tennessee came out better or not. We, we have someone on the text line who claims that they did. I think after they paid, after they paid attorney fees and their $8 million fine, um, and, and really wanted to make sure that Jeremy Pruitt was caught, right? So that they didn't have to pay out the $12 million? I mean, is this really what they wanted? You, you look at it, 28 scholarships, most of those have already been self-imposed. Uh, recruiting restrictions. Uh, Tennessee can get through. They're very aggressive. They have a massive alumni base. They've been by, I mean, Philip Fulmer, nobody bought players in the 90s like Philip Fulmer. Not even Bama. I mean, they would eventually catch up when, you know, Saban got there. But but not even Bama did. Um, you know, Spurrier didn't believe in paying players. Georgia was kind of out in no man's land. LSU couldn't get their stuff together. Now, Auburn, you could say they were they were a player. But but nobody bought players like Fulmer staff in the nineties. I mean, look at look at the guys. I mean, he had some ferocious recruiters on that staff. So Tennessee will will be able to they've been able to still throw up really good classes, even with the recruiting restrictions. And they're you know, they've hammered their their fund, their collective NIL. Um, but they vacated games and an $8 million fine and Jeremy Pruitt gets a uh, six-year show cause. So he's with the New York Giants. Um, he'll just stay in the NFL. I think he wanted to get back into college, become a defensive coordinator again. Um, Jason, was he retained this past year? Is he, is he still with the Giants? You know, Pruitt doesn't, you don't really get this. He's a heck of a defensive coordinator, by the way. Um, I mean, a heck of a defensive coordinator. His numbers at Alabama and Florida State and Georgia were off the charts. But Pruitt has a six-year show calls. and But Tennessee's attorney general pulled a smooth one, gets a bill passed in the law, that basically says you can't disrupt current players from name, image, likeness. And keeping them from a bowl game would do so. And the NCAA does not want to touch right now name, image, likeness, or a lawsuit. So they said, okay. 
That simple. Um, yeah, he was not retained by the Giants after the 2021 season. Okay. So he's been gone for a while. Yeah, two years. And he's, I don't see any other job that he's working right now. Golly. Didn't he make a quick stop at, oh, I can't remember the school. I'll, I'll come up with it. I'll, I'll come up with it. So he's going to have to get back into the, Jeremy Pruitt will have to get back into the NFL um, or high school football to work. Do you think, let's switch gears. Do you think Alabama is vulnerable this year? They don't have one assistant coach in the all SEC coaching staff rankings by Dave Bartu. They don't have one assistant coach. They have Nick Saban. Okay, he's ranked as the top head coach. Again, you can split hairs with he and Smart. But they don't have one assistant coach on the first or second team. All SEC. What does that tell you? To tell you Nick Saban's getting old? Well... I don't think that's, I think just he's missed on staffing. I mean, look at this 2015 staff from Saban. 2015, Kirby Smart, that was his last year there. Mm-hmm. He would take the Georgia job. Um, Lane Kiffin, OC. Mario Cristobal, O-line coach. He's now the head coach at Miami. I don't know if he's a good head coach, but he can recruit. Uh, DB coach Mel Tucker. Mel Tucker's now at Michigan State. They gave him a terrible contract. Uh, was it 90 million guaranteed? And he went, what, five and seven last year? And turned over 60% of his roster in the transfer portal, which is a massive no no. Um, wide receiver coach Billy Napier was on the 2015 Alabama staff. Napier's the head football coach for the University of Florida. I actually think he'll start trending in the in the right direction. They need to win seven. That first game against Utah for Florida at Utah on Thursday night before Labor Day, brutal. Uh, graduate assistant, Dan Lanning, who would eventually be who's D.C.? Kirby Smarts. And where is Dan Lanning now? Dave Bartu's home state. The head football coach for the Oregon Ducks. That's all a 2015 Nick Saban staff. Linebacker coach, Tosh LaPoy, who is what? The defensive coordinator at Oregon? That was his staff in 2015. This year, according to Dave Bartu, preseason all SEC coaching staff, first and second team, not one assistant from the University of Alabama on there. Tommy Reese, no. Although, I think he's pretty good. Um, Kevin Steele, no. Ole Miss has both coordinators on the second team. Lane Train made the second team offensive coordinator, and Pete Golding made the second team defensive coordinator. Now, the, the number's not that great for the second team defensive coordinator. And so Pete Golding inherits a bunch of three-star players and a couple of four-stars, right? Yeah. I mean, he also made the 
linebackers second team coach. Yeah. And his rating for that is a lot higher than his DC rating. Uh, obviously. Think about Alabama <laughs> with Will Anderson. Yeah. Among others. Well, he was an edge rusher, but you know what I mean. They lined him up everywhere. Um, it's what coaches are doing now. Sometimes a dude is an edge rusher. Sometimes he's an outside linebacker. But yeah, so are, are you buying that uh, that Pete Golding's going to be amazing for Ole Miss on defense? I don't As know. As an Ole Miss fan? I don't Defense, we're always so skeptical, you know? Well, like, yeah, you don't care about it, <laughs> right? That's yeah. when y'all go mix um, bourbon and Cokes. Well, we care about it when we actually have a good one. You know, when we right. have a hard-hitting safety or a Sinquez Golson or, you know, Mike Hilton back there or something like that. But okay. Recently, you know, it's just so, been... So, Dave Womack, let's bring him back. Okay. Uh, <laughs> who... Uh, I'm trying to think. <sighs> you know, Lane Train had Durkin for, was it three years or two years? Two years. He had Durkin, right? Before going to A&M? Yes. Yeah, because Durkin left after the Sugar Bowl year to join none other than our favorite coach, Jimbo Fisher. Um, okay. Well, so Mississippi State did not have a coach on the first or second team. Now, this is a new staff. Arnett's new, you know, Kevin Barbet's new to Power 5 offensive coordinator. Matt Brock's never been a defensive coordinator. Now, you did bring in some other assistants that have SEC um, experience. I wonder how far off Will Friend was because Bartu really liked him at Auburn. But the second team offensive line coach is from Tennessee. Ellerby, Glenn Ellerby. That's a cool name. Sounds like a uh, engineering professor somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what? You, what's your name? Uh, Glenn Ellerby. Ah, you're the biochemical engineering professor that I heard about. <laughs> yes. You know, you're at some conference in um, at downtown Chicago or Austin, Texas. All right. Live in the Bank Plus studio. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We are streaming live on thezone1059.com and the Out of Bounds radio app. Um, is Alabama, well, I guess they've been vulnerable, right? They didn't make the college football playoff last year. Were they one of the four best teams? Yes. But they lost on the road to Tennessee. Close game. And they lost on the road to LSU. Y'all know how close that game was. That was insane. So they finished 10-2 and two and then smoked Kansas State to go 11-2 and two but didn't make the college football playoff. And then the year before, they didn't win it. Yeah. And so he flipped out of coordinators on both sides of the ball and doesn't have one assistant coach that's ranked on the first or second team, all SEC coaches teams. Is Alabama vulnerable? Is this LSU's time again to win the West, the last year, the East and West? Knowing that, and they're breaking in a new QB, and LSU is not, even though the LSU-Bama game is where? In Tuscaloosa. Are you, with, with me laying all that out, Alabama doesn't have one assistant coach or the first or second team. 
all SEC coaches, teams. They're going to have a new quarterback. We don't know who it's going to be. And LSU has a dude who's played a long time in Jaden Daniels. I mean, do you think anybody else could take it in the in the West? I don't see it. Auburn's got a new coach. I think Hugh Freeze will have a good year, but they're a year away. Maybe two, probably a year away. They're going to kick in. Auburn's going to kick in right when we go to the 12-team playoff. Right? And and that'll that'll and Freeze will get his quarterback. I don't I don't know who I mean they like the freshman. We'll see. He'll get a quarterback. And Mississippi State, they're not going to challenge for the Western Division. Ole Miss isn't, Arkansas isn't, and A&M isn't. So this is, this is an LSU-Bama deal. But would you actually put LSU as the favorite, even though they play at Bama? I think you might, after Brian Kelly's season last season. Yeah? I think you would have to. Okay. Especially with the way, I mean, you mentioned Alabama doesn't have any Coordinators on the list. Georgia has four on the first. And <laughs> I <second. know. laughs> They have three on the first team and one on the second. Well, and I think you just nailed it. What what Georgia did on the first team is is pretty darn strong. Yeah, remarkable. Yeah, it is. Um, and they got guys with and, and not only do they have them, but some of their ratings are big time, like a Glenn Schumann. Right? Linebackers coach. I mean, he's got a 92 rating. That's ridiculous. Um, you know, boy, that, that, that Kentucky defensive coordinator being number one in the conference is not a good thing for Mississippi State. You know, Ole Miss gets to, to draw Vanderbilt, right? The worst team in the league by a million miles. Ole Miss, the only team in the West that gets to play Vandy every year since 1992. I mean, what is that? 31 years? You, you, you've had 31. What, what has Mississippi State played them four times in that time? Just in that time. And yet, the records aren't that much different. That tells you something else since the league went to the SEC West and SEC East, right? Um, Yeah, so Ole Miss, let, let's... Am I counting that right? 23 plus 8. Well, if you count this year. It'd be 31 times before we break it up in a row. Plus, Ole Miss played them before then. Uh, I guess every year or almost every year. Um, But that that Brad White as defensive coordinator at Kentucky's not awesome for Mississippi State because Kentucky started winning that game some. Was it 2016 they beat Mullen? Yeah. 2016, and then 2018, and 2020, and 2022. Can you believe Leach and Arnett won, um, went eight and four last year and lost to Kentucky? Usually, you got to win that game to win that. Me, I know they won nine counting the bowl game, which is unbelievable in start one Oxford. It's just something to think about. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Want to say good morning, welcome in. I am your host, Bo Bounds. Hope you had a great weekend. Uh, we had a good weekend. Wendy and and my daughter went back to the beach yesterday. So I'm not totally batching it, though. I've got the dog. 
He's doing good. Great. And Wilkes is there some. Not much. But um but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's 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 there some. And so and then I'm heading to Kentucky tomorrow. Maybe I should go see Brad White, the number one defensive coordinator in the SEC. He should meet us for a bourbon while we're up there picking out a bourbon barrel. <laughs> right? Is that is that your treat? Or is he paying? Okay, that's a good question. Let me think that through. You know, if we can steal him and bring him back here so that he won't be the D.C. for Kentucky, that would be a good thing. Mississippi State plays Kentucky November 4th at home. That'll be the first game Zach Arnett will be favored in. If he's favored in that game. Yeah. That'll be the first game. Now, I guess the South Carolina South Carolina line could get weird, right? I mean, it could open it. Gamecocks about three, three and a half, four, and go down. I don't know, two. I, but I don't. I don't think. Miss, I mean, I guess if you beat it, if you upset LSU, and South Carolina gets smoked by Georgia, but then I, I, you know, maybe you could be a slight favorite in that game. But on paper, you're not. They out recruit you, and the yeah. game's at their place. No, they don't out-recruit you by a lot. It's by about five or six spots. But South Carolina out-recruits Mississippi State by about, well, let's go a little bit, five to seven slots, just kind of depending. Now, Bartu threw a, a, a curveball at me yesterday when we were talking. And he'll come on at 930 and tell us about how he takes crazy pills and does all this coaching <laughs> rankings, okay? But you know what he said? He said, uh, you know, he's, he's just a million miles per hour when he's on the phone. You know, he's just a little, you know, he's a little numbers nerd. He's, but, you know, and he goes 19 different directions. We'll be talking about this. Then we'll go down. The, and he goes, I actually think Spencer Rattler's a good quarterback, a really good quarterback. And I said, really? I said, why? He said, because his offensive coordinator's terrible. I went, oh, oh. And, and he said, and I don't even like who, Beamer hired to replace the one that just left who was in the NFL and his offense has trended the wrong way for the three years he was in the NFL. So Bartu actually thinks Rattler's, how about this? Pretty damn good. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Independent Roofing Systems, the number one commercial industrial roofing company in Mississippi. Independent Roofing Systems since 1980 leading the way. And you look at the projects they have completed in the state of Mississippi. And you see why they're number one. Roofing.ms. Independent Roofing Systems. Hey, today's National Lottery Day and Emoji Day. What would we do without emojis? What were, what were emojis before we started doing emojis all the time on uh, our phones and social media? You mean like emoticons, like, you know, the, well, the semicolon and the parentheses or uh, okay. May, that or, you know, I guess what did we do to fill that space prior to being able to drop all the emojis that you can drop on your phone or computer now? I think first was LOL, like the abbreviations. Okay. I'd say that first. So because people want to save words, you know. 
So I would say that started first, and then you like, went into like, like the smiley face. WTH. Yes, exactly. I think Facebook had a lot to do with that, too. Do you? Yeah, because okay. Facebook, Facebook was one of the first platforms that you changed the text to an emoji. Okay. Um, it's National Tattoo Day. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that. Uh, do you have a tattoo? Yeah, I got two. Okay. All right. So we've, we've got to say uh, a topic here. <laughs> All right. The Out of Bounds Show is brought to you by Farm Bureau Insurance. Go to favorites.com, F-A-V-E, favorites.com, for competitive rates so that you can save. And also, for excellent customer service, powered by Farm Bureau Insurance, bundle your car and home and save at favorites.com, F-A-V-E, favorites.com. We're live in the Bank Plus studio. Steve Robertson at 8.30, Dave Bartu at 9.30.